Welcome to the UDP Broadcast, a podcast where a group of friends get together and offer both informed and uninformed opinions on gaming-related topics. I'm Luminary, and I am accompanied today by my co-hosts, the Nordic Cajun. Please remember to spade and neuter your beavers. (laughs) The immortal barcode, Imi. Hello, everybody. I am on the internet. Wait, wait, which one's better, Imi? I always said eternal, and I said immortal this time because my brain farted. Well, clearly get fucked is not immortal, so. Oh, the poor boy. My poor boy. <laughs> Don't remind me. He's one of my proudest characters. F's in chat. <laughs> and from the Emerald Dream, Crit Chicken. Rain I didn't do chicken. it. You didn't see me do it. You can't pin it on me. Eat my shorts. All right. <laughs> Love the Simpsons. It's a staple of my household. So, episode 47, we are in it to win it, um, three away from 50. Woo! Um, um, before we get started, Amy has some special messaging. Woohoo! 10% of all revenue generated from ad watching, which is fantastic, donated subs, subscriptions, bits, or anything like that, or even straight up donations, goes to the Trevor Project, and our good old friend Ping has uh, some more details on what the Trevor Project is. If it'll work. The Trevor Project is the oh, leading no, organization oh. working to end LGBTQ youth suicide in the U.S. and beyond. The nonprofit operates several programs to help prevent and respond to the public health crisis of LGBTQ youth suicide, including 24-7 free crisis services, research, advocacy, education, and peer support. Thank you, Pig. Yeah. And oh, one other thing... This is an opinion show. Nothing that we say here is official company policy or views or anything like that, so please don't sue us. We've got no money, and I'm way too annoyed to deal with your bullshit. Anyways, hi. <laughs> I couldn't think of a good way to end it. I'm, I'm just, I've been in training all weekend, like since Friday morning, and my brain is just melted. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, training is like the worst. Brain soup. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, all right, first up on the list, let's get it out of the way. Um, Dave Hunt from Gary's Mod has passed away from uh, some illness. It wasn't disclosed what it was. Uh, Dave Hunt was the uh, developer or uh, modeler who created the um, the tool that you see inside of Gary's Mod that does all the things. Just the model, not the actual functionality. It was like a teenage project of his. So um, anytime you pull out that tool... That's him. Yep. Oh, that's sad. Gary. Yeah, he was 35 years old. Really? Yep. I will link the image in chat for what the tool gun is. It basically looks like a revolver with um, some really cool attachments all over the side of it for doing anything and everything in that game. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's really, really sad. It's really unfortunate. He was only 35 years old. Yep. I don't really know too much about him or Gary's mod, honestly, but at least if you go to the community part of uh, Steam, they actually pay homage to them. But it, Yay. It really was a, a neat thing that Gary of Gary's mod created. So, And it's been around for years, like the moment like the Source engine was able to be messed with. <laughs> like that was 
That's his baby. So and so many things have been created and made and remade in Gary's mod. Like the biggest thing on the internet right now, especially with younger kids for some reason, is the big meme going on series called Skibbity Toilet. This is, <laughs> this is what? It's called Skibbity Toilet. It's this giant ass toilet that has a head pop out of it and it starts singing this song that will get stuck in your head all week. Trust me, I know because it happens. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And it's 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 an ongoing story about these these weird ass alien toilet heads fighting against these giant guys that have speakers for for heads. And it's just it's uh, it makes no sense. But for some reason, kids and I'm as in kids, I say my child absolutely loves it to the point where he's actually making and recreating the episodes with Legos. Uh, he's that obsessed with it. All of it, all the animation, all of the things was created in Gary's mind. Yeah, if you go cool. to Santa decides, they actually put uh, Santa to put um, Skippity uh, Cyborg from Teen Titans. The toilet one, uh, <laughs> the naughty list. <laughs> Skibbity boop, yes, yes. So, yep. So, needless to say, wanted to touch on that real quick. Give uh, proper respect. Give a moment of silent, uh, silence, and an F in chat for Dave Hunt. I'm gonna throw some flex out for him. Boom. Keep creating in that sandbox in the sky. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, and just to catch up on the uh, Unity Nanigans from, um, from last week. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it, it, it's pretty much Wizards of the Coast, but game developers all over again. Mm. So it's not, you yeah. know, tabletop nerds going after them. It's the developers going, yo, so this is bullshit. Oh, the yeah. worst part of all of that. Oh, sorry, I, I cut you off, Nordic. Go ahead. No, I said this, yeah. I was agreeing with Lumi. Go ahead. Okay. And the worst part is, is they revamp the fee structure. They revamp the tiers in which you have to start paying money. But it's still just as bad as it was. It's no real improvement. The only improvement you could get is to walk back all the changes and say, you know, we're not going to start charging you per install because they have no way of measuring that unless they're installing spyware. Mm -hmm. And the number of game developers that got caught over the years installing spyware and then getting sued out of the ass for it is ridiculous. So why would you try to do that to yourself? Why would you put yourself in a legal position for someone to say, hey, what you're doing isn't right. I'm going to sue your face off. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And, you know, they, they, they roll. Honestly, if they would just remove the whole runtime fee altogether, that'd be great. But they're talking about Absolutely. like, oh, uh, the personal is no longer responsible for it unless you make two hundred thousand dollars, which means you need like the one hit wonder hits like the binding like uh Super Meat Boy, the binding of Isaac, or uh what's what's one that came out of nowhere? Vampire Survivors. That came out of nothing. It was just some dudes like this'll be cool. And it was cool and it was cool enough to like really take off. Like, I think even uh Jim Stephanie Sterling actually did some writing for um for Vampire Survivors, which is kinda cool. But um the entire idea that it exists, uh, they, they also walked back on the, um, their proprietary methods to record who's installing what for how many cookies to, it could be self-reported, um, which I don't know who would do that. I mean, I guess if you're contractually obligated to report that kind of thing, I can imagine it's in the contracts. But, but even then, 
how are they going to get that accurate information? It might be on the honors system, if that's the case. There's, uh, it's not the first company to use the honors system. Um, exactly. And who's, I don't know, who's, who's actually going to want to develop with Unity at this point? Because they have shattered trust by the way they abused everybody and was like, yeah, they, they literally pulled a blizzard, or not literally, but they pretty much pulled a blizzard saying, don't you people own cell phones? <laughs> well, the thing that it's some just as tacky. That some companies need to realize is that you're not the only kid on the block doing, the same, doing this thing, right? Mm-hmm. You just happen to be the easiest and most accessible, and now you're capitalizing on it in such a way where people don't want to use your product regardless of how easy it is. Yep. So, um, gosh, some of the stuff that came out, like I think the most interesting thing was... Uh, I believe uh, Relogic, the folks who did Terraria, had actually donated uh, $200,000 to, um, to uh, open source software game engines. Yep, to Godot, and they're going to further send them $1,500 a month uh, with no end in sight because that's how much they were spending on licensing for Unity. Huh? So they're divesting themselves of Unity, and at the same time, giving Godot their licensing fees that were normally going to Unity instead. That's the other part about this, too. It says that they're not going to start this fee structure until their new uh, long-term support uh, edition of Unity comes out, or Iron Source, or whatever they call it. And yeah. um, I don't understand how they're going to keep track of that. So technically, I guess you don't have to use an LTS version of Unity unless, again, contracts require you to use the latest um, version of Unity in order to do stuff. Um, I think... It's going to be interesting to see what developers are doing. I know that in the pre-patch podcast, I think Holy Pika um, had linked up an article talking about uh, AppLovin striking back at them <laughs> um, in such a way where uh, they're creating a, a migration tool called uh, Unity Free, which will yep. um, take all of your Unity C-sharp code and trend and transpose it into the desired language using large language uh, models. So AI. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, they, they were talking about it. I, I read the same article. And further on, they uh, mentioned that it's not perfect. And they showed some examples of where it gets finicky and doesn't quite work. And they're like, so keep an eye out for this. But yeah, I mean, Unity just basically said, we don't want game developers anymore. Go fuck yourselves. We're all about this enterprise bullshit that we don't even understand. And now they're like, oh, wait, no, that was a large chunk of change. Come back. Well, who the fuck wants to come back now? Yeah. If you can just change your contracts and, like, do some shady stuff, like, I don't know, like removing all of your terms of service uh, histories mm-hmm. <laughs> from your repositories so that way oh, only one takes effect. Yeah. Not cool, man. So, yeah, it's uh, from... <sighs> I also think it's important for any aspiring developers or uh, game developers or anybody here that is in development um, that there are plenty of engine alternatives in your favorite language. The language is almost like uh, can't reaching into a bag of Jolly Ranchers now. It's just a different flavor, does the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. And there's plenty out there. There's some that are really mainstream that you can use and some that are absolutely free, like uh, uh, Vulcan... I believe is a decent engine. There's some interesting co- stuff coming through in the Rust language uh, that does some uh, some stuff. If you ever watch, um, what is his name? I'm uh, part of a, oh Tantan. 
Uh, he's a Swedish game developer that uh, had migrated his entire um, format. He wanted to develop games in Rust, and he found a way to do it, and he makes YouTube videos on it. Like, he made uh, an entire voxel engine inside of Rust, which was kind of cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of options out there. Don't think that you're lost. Um, worst case scenario, you'll have to cook up your own, but uh, you need budget for that. So that's why. And that's the trap that we get into, right? Uh, these engines come out and they're like, you can use this thing, so that way you don't have to write the damn engine. You just interface with it. Well, now you've got engine owners doing stuff like Unity did. Mm-hmm. So what do you do then? So yeah, keep your options open. Go from there. Um, light news this week has been really light. Unless anybody has anything to say on the two things we just talked about. I mean, I like I could bring up the Nintendo passwordless thing, but I don't care. Yeah, it's not really too relevant to nope. me. Well, I thought you had a Switch. I do, but it's I don't really use it that much. Oh. Lol. PC Master Race. You know what I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't even unboxed my Xbox yet. <laughs> oh, God. I literally have a $500 console just sitting in its box. I'm the, like, uh, the X? Yeah, it's just sitting there. Like, I'm not doing anything with it. Uh, mine came preloaded with Diablo 4, so my wife and I are doing couch co op on Diablo 4. Yeah, I Everyone mean, does. I'm probably going to convince. I may to start playing console one day, but not not right now. It just depends on where you want to be comfortable. Like sometimes it's really nice to go into my living room and take off my shoes and kick back on the couch and put a comfy pillow behind my head and uh, watch my giganto TV screen and have a controller in my head without all the distractions of Discord and emails and everything else. I can silence my phone and I can just sit there and game. I mean, there's something to be said about that, but then again... Um, if you have this, I, I, I swear to God, I have some sort of attention deficit disorder where I like to be stimulated by all the things, so I have all the things up. I can operate all the things all at the same time for any reason whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. Overstimulation is a, uh, a fun symptom. I mean, I can handle it. I think that's part of the reason why I survive at work. So. Well, that's the thing. Like, people... People who aren't neuro, neuro, uh, neurodivergent don't really understand how you can handle that much, like, everything, so they just refer to it as noise. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I don't know. I can listen to the song, I can watch the TV, I can do the work and everything all at once. It's like, but how? But how you do that? Yeah, like, for example, you're playing Timberborn right now while podcasting. Mm -hmm. like, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, who knows crit may even be raiding. I have no idea. Nah, I decided to take the night off. Ah. Uh, I'm I'm, sh I'm shiny hunting. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I have a whole I mean, I, I'm in another <laughs> game. I'm not I'm not trying to do anything in Scarlet. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, well, that being the case, I, I heard about get fucked. Why don't we go into talking about that? I know we touched on it at the beginning of um, oh, oh, there's boy. the guy. <laughs> don't remind me. Oh no. So, <laughs> in this D&D campaign I'm on, uh, it's the Dragon Heist, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, like, mix of the two things to get together, and it, it, was, it was a good fight. We, uh, we are clearing this dungeon, we're going through level by level, just beating the shit out of everything and murdering all the stuff. And... We're, we're fairly overpowered 
because just uh, action economy, which basically means we have more things that we can take, or more th people and things we can do on our turn than the enemy turn, so it kind of works out. That being said, however, my poor boy, uh, when the f we entered this like huge chamber that had uh, bones all over the place that didn't really have any obvious markings on them or anything that showed that like they'd been mauled or something. Then there was a uh, corner off in the, in the back that had a chest and had piles of gold and copper and platinum, just tons. So we immediately, of course, were murder hobos and loot whores. So the first thing we did is, you know, detect magic to make sure there's nothing on or around it. Turns out the lock that was holding the chest shut was magical, so we just dispelled the magic, smashed open the lock, life was good. What we weren't paying attention to and we weren't aware of, there was a death tyrant, which is essentially uh, a mini beholder that was sitting behind us, or sitting up on the ceiling. And... It rolled. <laughs> yep. The first thing it did, older chat, I gotta go find it here. It's just, it's so sad. Disintegrate. It's, um, no, it wasn't. It was Death Ray. It used the Death Ray. And that was the very first thing that happened in that fight, is the DM rolled to figure out who it was attacking, and it picked me, and you have to make a DC, or a difficulty challenge, uh, 17 save on the dice you have to roll 17 or higher to survive i rolled like an eight Ooh. and so i was good i was fucked right there someone had inspiration so they used their inspiration to force the uh death tyrant to change the weapon it used when it hit me so it used petrify instead which Okay, not too horrible. You get two chances to get out of it. Your first one, you're, you know, if you don't make the save, you're gonna, you know, not have a good day. The uh, second time through, if you don't make that save, you are definitely turning to stone. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I failed the first one, and then I failed the second roll. So, uh, poor get fucked. Yeah. Is now just a statue. Just a statue. Poor boy. My poor robot. My beautiful robotic boy. He was a anchor. Now he's just a weight. Yep. Yeah. The previous campaign he was in, we boarded a boat, and our resident turbo murder hobo decided that he was just going to attack the crew members on the ship. And then, of course, it became a uh, we're all going to die situation. And uh, I miraculously survived with like one HP. Our humanoid bunny that could talk just was like, nope, jumped into the water, started swimming towards shore. And that's kind of how the scene for the whole campaign ended, because the rest of the party was all dead and there was no reviving them. And the last scene is me standing there going, <laughs> I am here to help. As they tie a chain and a rope around me and then throw me overboard to use me as an anchor. <laughs> very, Lord. very sad. So that is two campaigns now that he has not survived. 
And I'm really sad because I really like that boy. Because that time around, he was doing some uh, homebrew content where he's a, a blood cleric. And normally you inflict necrotic damage on yourself to do certain things like boost your damage or heal people or something. Uh, we changed it up since he's a robot, doesn't really have any blood, that he would have a backpack that could hold blood donations. And he had a, a little quirk, just a little quirk, where he would feel compelled to draw blood from recently deceased creatures or people. Um, but yeah, he, he did back, not survive. Back, back, and, back, 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 back. Uh, we won the fight by having one of the guys get turned into a T-Rex. And the T-Rex just ate the fucking death tyrant. Like, it was just, you know, a cheaty, uh, cheesy, uh, Cheeto. Wow, I couldn't even say it. I'm trying <laughs> to say cheesy and Cheeto at the exact same time. So it's a cheaty. I just cheese it. I cheese it, yeah. So, yeah, it, it just completely fucked me. And then it went and shot up our poor Ottoman, Otto. And, yeah, very, very sad. So yeah, very, very it. sad. Yeah, it was a... So, Petrification Rays, DC 17. I rolled an 8 on my first roll. But that's after the Death Ray, which was going to do 55 damage. And with a Death Ray, if your health gets... Normally, what ends up happening, if your health gets re reduced to zero, you just go unconscious. If you get hit for basically double your HP... It would double your max HP, basically. Uh, you're instant dead. There's no reviving you. So in this case, I went from 47 HP down to zero, and I would have been dead because the target dies if the ray reduces its hit points to zero. I was like, oh, sad face. But thankfully, someone used Inspiration. It had eight attacks, or eight or ten attacks, whatever it is. It re-rolled to Petrification, and I rolled a wonderful eight. And then uh, Raina got stuck on a wall as it uh, tentacle mauled her. Yep. Oh, my. Yeah. The, uh, the Mimic also got petrified, and it failed its death save. Or, sorry, its dexterity save. And then on my second turn, I'm just looking for here. Uh, I rolled a five. And that was it. Well, that's how they so. say. You live by the dice or you die by the <laughs> dice. Yep. The dice gods were not with me, so... My face-cutting boy is coming next, and uh, he is not happy. Um, I've been playing these off as they are owned by Nanotracen, so if you're a Space Station 13 fan, you'll get that reference. And uh, he's going to come into the campaign as an asset of Nanotracen, who is really, really, really pissed off, and just wants to murder Hobo, anyone who uh, did not help or assisted in, his, uh, in the demise of uh, Get Fucked. <laughs> so it's gonna be funny because there's another dude in our party who's just a turbo murder hobo like every chance he gets he's looking for new people just to murder because he wants to collect uh teeth or fingers for the most part as oh, as one does i'm sure you have an extensive collection by this point uh yeah he does uh and it also helps that he's a lizard folk so he just plays up the RP on it for, like, the voice and everything, and it's really funny. God. Yep. So poor Get Fucked. He is no more. He is an ex-robot. But at least he's, yeah. still, he's still useful. 
<laughs> yeah, he he is he can be a sculpture. They can just put it on display and charge people a ton of money to look at. Maybe that's what the the statue of David really is. It's just some dude who got hit with a petrification ray. Yeah. Some really tall dude, and they're like, "Nah, dude, you're too tall. Fuck off." That would be a much better story. Absolutely. It's like, no, we can't handle an eight foot tall person. We're just going to turn you to stone and just deal with you that way. Thanks. Bye. Take care now. Bye bye then. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, the question is, what, what are you going to be rolling into now, Crit, since your character is done? Oh, no, she survived. She survived the tentacle massacre? Yeah. yeah, it was just holding on to her and, like, you know, doing inappropriate things. Doing tentacle like, things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they were going to. Actually, I, so I looked up the fight. The walls are meant to grapple you, and then they kind of just dissolve you. They basically lick you to death. Oh. Yeah, so hmm. it was going to be hente. Yeah. But you survived, so you didn't have to worry about it. But I did get blasted by a few beams of fear, 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 fear. Yeah, she got stun locked. <laughs> Let me out. I want to get out. You're not scary. You're just creepy. That sums it up, though. So from being petrified to being tentacled, it sounded like a really fun time in certain parts of the world. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> but not for y'all. Sad boys. Now murder robot is coming for revenge. That's going to be, I'm looking forward to the sequel to this story now. Oh, he's going to be removing faces. Guaranteed. He has a happy face. He has a sad face. But he's, ang he's currently wearing his angry face. Yep. And he has um, proficiency in animal handling and survival skills. So he can actually like go ahead and, you know, properly cut your skin off. Because he doesn't want to damage the skin. He needs it for armor. Or it rubs the lotion. Whatever. What's that? <laughs> it rubs the lotion on yep. the skin. <laughs> Pretty much. So, he... again. Yeah. so he's coming back with a 21 AC for armor. 21. Yeah, because we're, we're all level 8 right now. Mm -hmm. So he's coming back with uh, 21 AC. Dang. So you're not only not, not, only not going to hit me, but I'm, you're going to enjoy me cutting your face off. But here's the problem. Our DM has promised there's going to be more saving throw abilities instead of straight up, like, attacks. Well, as a DM, you, you got to bounce that out a little bit because I know... Uh... I have a group that loves to. Uh, they've known enough about the game to know how to try to twist it to where they can piss me off. <laughs> and they were trying to make this character that literally at like level four had like twenty five AC. It was like a amazing. like a turtle monk thing. <laughs> that, like you were not hitting this turtle, especially if you put his head in his shell. Like there's no way anything I could have could physically hit it. So I'm Same like T Rex. <laughs> It was either that or it's going to be, yeah, you open a door and there's a beholder staring you down. What what do now? <laughs> yeah. So, like, don't... Uh, is, I'm, I, there's There has to be a balance. Or the DM has to pull out the things that say, yeah, fuck you, AC. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. Like, our this DM likes to kill players. 
Oh my! Which is funny because he he makes it uh, fun deaths. He he doesn't just straight up just murder bonus. He actually tries to make it, you know, competitive. But yeah, he um, absolutely likes to kill us. I, I guess I don't know. I've never thought of it that way. I always loved the story aspect of D and D. I never thought about these guys are pissing me off. Let me let me throw a, a purple worm with a beholder strapped to its head at them. Um, I never thought about the idea of actually just being that kind of DM that like I want them to earn this. <laughs> it seems. I, I guess I don't know. I never thought. I, I don't think I'm capable of that. That makes sense. Or turn around and say, "Get fucked, get fucked." <laughs> I guess I never got to the point where one of my players has pissed me off to where I have to try to do that. Because nine times out of ten, I'm sitting there and they're doing the RP amongst themselves. And I'm like, I'm enjoying the story. I'm, I'm as giddy as them. And I'm not even doing anything. I'm sitting there behind the screen just grinning. <laughs> the, so, the, the old saying that says, beware the smiling DM, that doesn't apply to me. Because if I'm smiling, that means we're okay. <laughs> if I'm not smiling, that's when you have to worry. <laughs> So that's where I should probably clarify. It's not like he just goes out of the way to say, ha, I'm going to murder you. He, he, he adjusts the fights where needed, but he also makes sure he leaves in some really challenging fights. And that was a challenging fight because not only was there the death tyrant, it was also spawning death tyrant zombies, basically. Oh, God. Yeah. So it spawned uh, two or three of them. And, y'all were and it only was meant eight? to be a, a dangerous fight. And it was. Yeah, we're only level eight. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I horribly died. Yeah. So it's an undead form of a beholder, and yeah, it can just murk you in in no time, in yeah, multiple ways. Way up in the air, and, like the little purple dude was like trying to um, bring him down. Yeah. Poor get fucked. Yep. But, I mean, that's why we make other characters and say, fuck it, murder time. Oh, yeah. When in doubt, always have a backup. Mm-hmm. Lordy B. So what's on your agenda? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, I unfortunately now have to go into work tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, the, uh... It was off screen, but I had, I had to go around and make a, answer a phone call. Apparently, the girl that was supposed to be taking the guy's spot tomorrow is having early contraction is now in the hospital. So I get to go and fill in for them for a 12-hour shift. That's going to be fun. So I got that coming up tomorrow. Um, but the earlier this week, I, I finally got to, uh, I got to see a blooming shiny hunter in action. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. all fancy. Yeah, I've been. Uh, Lumi has been watching me shiny hunt. Um, we're probably coming up on a year now. Has it in been terms a year? Of, it's it's coming up close. Um, it, it, the closer to a year than not for sure. And he's always watching. He's always been there and been the guy cheering me on when the shinies are there and when they're not. He's still like, it's okay. We'll get him next time. He's always been there supporting me. And I've always had an inkling that there's a part of him. That wants to try it. 
And he had told me he had gotten invited a long time ago, but because of other games and things, and he never got to really play it. And then I got him to play the the Soul Lock with me, and that planted the seed that really took root hardcore. And my boy Lumi, I've never seen anybody fly through a main storyline of a game <laughs> so fast. Well, I had already like done half the game before, like I I I. I rekindled all that like i got violent like this is neat and like i hate grinding and never went back to it so <laughs> and that's really what it is so there's a few things with pokemon i've noticed is one is is that you have to suffer through the grinding and the story like that's just it you have to grind just enough to get through the story and then the extra grind of having to go through and collect all the pokemon in your game knowing that you don't have all the pokemon that you need to get the thing that you need to do the special pokemon which is what cajun is doing um, and you don't, technically you don't need it. It's nice to have. Um, like we were just talking about that in the pre-show, um, because, uh, I, what I have violet. So I have the, the writing mount that you get for that is uh Miradon and you can get an extra one after you beat the game. You have to go down there and you can just capture it and you can take that Miradon and trade it off for Cajun Scarlet version, which is called something. Coridon. Coridon. Right. So. I, I have to go do that now in order to even complete the Pokédex. So I gotta go find somebody to trade this thing with. Like I could, I could totally load it up into Wonder Trade, but I would probably be better shooting myself in the head, um, <laughs> hoping <laughs> hoping that I would get a the thing that I need. I mean, I might, but no, I wouldn't do the Wonder Trade. Like, there's a way to open up just a trade, a, a random open trade in the game, and people can join your trade, and you can show the Pokémon that you're willing to trade. And if they're smart and they see you're trying to trade a uh, Muridon, they'll pop up their extra Coridon and then you'll do the trade. Hmm. That's how that's how I got mine. Oh, I didn't so, realize that was a thing. I didn't realize you just pretty much start up a room and be like, I'm wanting to trade. And you just go flop, like zip mm-hmm. flop. Here's what I'm trading. And they go, hmm. And they go, okay, well, that makes things a lot easier. Banana tune, welcome. Banana tune. But yeah, once uh, the the thing is though, Lumi went far above and beyond the whole thing because before he even started really hunting down the different mons to get the finished Pokedex, because each game to get the shiny charm, you have to come, you have to register that you've caught every Pokemon in the deck. So it doesn't mean you have to catch every single one because a lot of them you can just evolve, and it counts as you catching the Pokemon. Um, but in Scarlet and Violet, it's relatively relatively the easiest it's been. Just because of how many people can get are playing online right now, and it's only and I know this this is a very objective phrase, but there's only 400 Pokemon in the Scarlet and Violet decks, which is a far cry from the 150 it used to be back in the day. But back in the day, you had to have two people with opposite games, enough battery power, and a uh, connection cable to be able to trade everything off. Here, you throw that bitch into the GTS, and all of a sudden, boom, you got Pokemon you don't have, and start filling in the holes. Lumi was like, you know, I want to try the shiny thing now. <laughs> so uh, we went over some different different uh, methods that there is in uh, Scarlet and Violet, one being the outbreak method, which is you basically faint 60 of the Pokemon and your shiny rate uh, triples to all the way up to six times the chance. I think without shiny charm or an actual sandwich, it was like one in six. 684 chance for a shiny to pop or somewhere around there. And Lemmy says, all right, I'll give that a shot. 
my boy sat there and he grinded it out and with full odds with the with that method was able to get his first two shinies uh two shiny riolos and i could not have been a prouder uh powder cajun <laughs> <laughs> that boy grinded that out and then we did our little first stream earlier this week where he got to experience the power of the sandwiches alongside the shiny charm uh, he was able to catch a shiny palm, uh, palmy, you know, with with our first sandwich. We experienced glitch ground zero, which was the strangest thing I've ever experienced in that game. Uh, he was able to get a flutter main from my side of the world, which was insane because we saw four, but we only managed to catch the one because that bitch was tough. I forgot how tough they are in the uh, the end game. And then at the very end, we tried and failed at a gumi hunt. But he decided to go try one more time. He was able to get a uh, swashbuck, I believe, at the end of the stream. So Lumi just—he's—he he, when he gets he gets something on the hook, he takes it, and he's doing, he's doing a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the Vullaby, because fuck that hunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay. So the reason why I was going to take that one and call it crit chicken was because like it was cute, it was brown, and it angry looking, and it like the the big difference between that. The the, the uh, shiny and the regular one is is that uh, the wingtips are brown, and the head is a bit uh, redder than the other one. Is is and it it looked really neat. Um, problem is is that never spawned ever. And while I understand that a chance for something to spawn is exactly that, it is a chance. Uh, after about three hours, I don't care what the chance is. Like I should have seen at least one. At least. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's it. So I moved on to do other things. Especially since he has such success with the Riolo. Like I was when I saw the picture in the in the Twitch chat. I mean the Discord. I was like, <laughs> he got it. <laughs> he got the golden boy. <laughs> I, I got two of them. <laughs> and, then you got, and then you got the the you caught the two Fidos, which are also adorable shinies in that game. Yep, they got tans like they've been baked. So officially in his first week of shiny hunting, Lumi got, let's see, two, three, four, five, six, seven shinies. One for each day. That's right. He's on par. Yep. So. I wish I had that level of commitment. The only thing that I had is uh, a shiny lux- luxury. Well, because it was bright and yellow. Yep. <laughs> well, if you ever decide to become committed to Pokemon, you've got two shiny hunters that will... Uh, Bring you into the safari van. We'll go cruise Paldea and uh, uh, the other place. I forgot the name of the place. Kitty so quick question for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Banana Tune wants to know if you can shiny before end game. Yeah. If it's possible. Yeah, as oh, long as you're in an outbreak. I mean, you'd, you'd, yeah. have, you'd have my odds at it because I don't have a shiny charm. I'd like you go find an outbreak. You take everything down until you get the message of uh, the outbreak is almost done. And then you do your reset methods, whereas picnic method, drive off and come back. And uh, you just do that over and over and over again until you get the thing that you want. So, yes, like the moment you're able to, like, um, after you enter your name in the game, yes. Oh, yeah, people people still like to enjoy the whole full odds, one in 4,096 of the thing as well. Um, my My first shiny in that game was a completely random situation that the shiny literally ran into me. Uh, I was training up my prime ape and I was using the rage fist to make him evolve. And I was just in an area where there was a bunch of giraffe rig. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just, 
I'll just kill these things or punch these things. And then, no, the giraffe rigs, I can't, okay, scratch that. The enemies were there that could kill giraffe rigs. I can't because they're normal type. Anyway, nerddom took over for a second. Um, well, the giraffe rigs are in the area, was what I'm trying to say. And one of them decided to run, take a beeline directly for me. And when he ran into me, he yelled at me and his nose was blue and the sparkle shot. It was the first time I ever experienced a just a full odds random ass shiny coming to me, me not having to go hunt them down. It was a really cool situation. So yeah, you can you can easily hunt at any time when it comes to uh, Scarlet and Violet. And that goes for any game, really. It just depends on how patient you want to be with the full odds. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, shiny hunt you. Right? That's right. <laughs> oh no. I caught myself a shiny ash. Uh, that's a dead and bloody ash. Shiny! <laughs> see how well, it blood does have a certain shine to it in the right light. Mm-hmm. You see how it shimmers? So technically that's okay, and technically that's correct. Mm-hmm. And as we know, technically correct is the best kind of correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they say. Um, Cajun, mm-hmm. so, starting tomorrow, I am going to... Um, Go ahead and make your wheel of destiny. It's not going to be a wheel. It's going to be click a button and it will randomly do stuff. I found uh, the Pokey API, and all I have to do is like like the thing that you want. Like for example, let's see here. This is the one I was messing with. It was. I'll drop it in here. So what this does is is that it will get a list of every every Pokemon is type normal across all of the games. And you can then like replace um, that, that API call with, um, with, um, uh, what well, is that? It? That was a lot of code I just looked at. Holy crap. It's, it's, it's Jason, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> I thought I was gonna do something. I looked up as wall of text. Okay, that, well, that's what it is. You, you take the Jason, you parse it out. <laughs> but you can take that and every one of these tells you which generation it's in. So it's like generation one all the way through whatever po- uh, uh, Skylet, uh, Skylet and Varlet. <laughs> my, my, my brain. Um, so, Marines. so it'll, it'll, it won't be as wheely as what you're currently using, but you'll never have to type all that bullshit out again. That sounds actually amazing. Yep. So I can press button and go. Pretty much. Uh, and that will get you what you need. In fact, if you take out the normal and leave the type in there with the with the uh, forward slash, it'll list out all the types for you. There's 20 types. So mm. you can take that and then you reload it back in and ask for all the Pokemon and it gives you all the Pokemon of that type across all the games. So yeah, it's pretty slick. It's super fast. And as long as you've got an internet connection, you can totally do it. And in fact, technically, I'm pretty sure that you could use this JSON to populate a, a local database and cache it all. So. Mm. Shiny senses are tingling. Indeed. But yeah, I'll see if I can get something up and going. I'll wrap it in an Electron app, so that way all you have to do is double-click on it, and it works. Sorry. <laughs> that song popped in my head. Not, not, I don't know why. Pretty much. So, yeah. Crit, any, inter- 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 uh, any interesting raid things going on? Other uh, than... I mean, they're preparing for ICC soon. Ooh. But I'm not going to be able to make raid night because I'll be traveling. Traveling? Traveling. Oh, yes. are you going back to uh, Maple Syrup Land? Yep. Yay! Very nice. Huzzah! Cool. Back well, to Poutine Land. Excuse oh, yeah. 
My little poutine, my little poutine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the poutine. I, I guess, like, Brody's be brutine? I don't know. Gross. <laughs> um, Yeast. Yep, that, that's our extended round table, because the news this week sucked balls. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't Don't believe... worry, we had, like, 500 articles in 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. I mean, that was ridiculous. Well, it was ridiculous, but I mean, like, let me take a look. Like, some of it was just stuff, like people talking about Starfield. I think I pulled out some other stuff, like Sea of Thieves is adding in a, a PvE <laughs> mode, which mm -hmm. yeah, but looks even neat. then people are complaining that, like, people are being punished for it because, like, oh, you know, you're not going to get as much stuff or whatever, which takes away the desire to actually do stuff. If that makes sense? Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, loot. Well, that was like the whole allure of CFDs anyway, is that there were no rules and you had to self-govern. Like, that, that's it. So if you take that out for people who just want to adventure because they are kind of adding in story elements now uh, with all of their uh, epic adventures and there's no real reward other than getting a, sh in a shiny new pair of pants. So I don't, I don't even know. Well, it's just like I wanted to play the game without being griefed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Same. But pirate. Yeah, but there's... Like, I don't mind the occasional bit of PvP. It's just... When it's constant, it just drags on me, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Or the stream snipers and stuff like that. It's just... No. Because I've no. encountered that before, is someone was stream sniping, and I'm just like, no. You? Oh, were you streaming it? I was streaming, or at least I was playing with a friend... And they literally um, bombarded. They literally server hopped and then found us. So that wasn't exactly. And they were and they actually said hi in chat. And I'm just like, oh, this is creepy. <laughs> well, no, 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 none uh, of this. Well, I still want to. Oh. Still want to run a, a UDP ship at some point, but that's gonna probably not gonna happen. We could. Uh, we we could. I, I love I love the free form. Like, let's go on an adventure. What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's just hop in the boat and go. Like, it's it's. <laughs> let's just murder hobo. Release the kraken. All right. Damn um, son, where'd you find this? Indeed. <laughs> so as far as like stuff that was in the feed, like uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven uh, two point updates, uh, a lot of anime updates, like Studio Ghibli being. Um, being bought by another company. I think I, I tagged you in that crit. Um, there's other stuff like California governor vetoes bill requiring humans and autonomous big rigs. Like there's, there's just a lot of stuff. Uh, work in an office job keeps sinners in hell via tower defense and heretics fork. Like, like this is all very game specific this week. Uh, GOG is celebrating 15 years. Um, the when to expect the next one piece, which would be interest to Cajun. <laughs> yeah, no, like, the, uh, that's it. Then, of course, all the how-to bullshit, like, how to find a reliant medical in oh Neon City. Brr. I keep <laughs> telling you, you just need to uh, have your bot just close those posts or just completely ignore them. I would. Honestly, I think what I'm gonna, what's going to happen is, is I'm just going to create another forum channel called How To, and whenever it ingests everything, it's just going to throw all the how-to garbage into the how-to forum so that way it's a definite separate because i can't tell you how many times i've had to refer to a how-to uh and go search it out and it was in polygon or wherever and it was also in my forum and i'm like well 
if it's already if Discord is just Fair going enough. to archive all my shit, I might as well just do that instead. So it may be worth creating a division in that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Discord also needs to give me the ability. How to Baldur's Gate three character not horny? Yes. I, I just play it like I do then, because I got rejected by three people in that game already. Yeah, if you go full murder bo- uh, murder hobo or murder bone, you uh, you have a hard time romancing most of them. The, Although well, Asterian will always hit on you if you're going full murder bone. Not, and he was the first one to say no, not you, ew. <laughs> It was wow. he said no. Carlag friend zoned me, and then all of a sudden I turn around the corner. I just see Lazelle licking her lips. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> um, I've got Carlac now, kind of changing her mind on that. Shadowheart's like, yeah, we're we're still DTF. Uh, Asterion's <laughs> like, yeah, can I just bite you some more because I want to get off again. Mm-hmm. And then Gail's like, oh, when can we weave together? Yeah, I want to have your weave in my hair, and it's like, hmm. Little much, bud. Like I appreciate the effort, but nah. Oh, oh here's <laughs> here's what is newsworthy: Roblox strongman simulator codes. Don't play Roblox. Fuck that game. Fuck <laughs> that game. Yep. So yeah, like this. There's a lot of interesting articles here, but nothing like to the tune of what it is that we talk about. Yeah. Right? So and that's kind of where I'm getting at with this. It was just like, hey, well, at this point, let's talk about the games we've been playing and what's not. And luckily, Aimee had get fucked, and it was uh, it was the uh, Nordinary shiny hunting adventures uh, all week this week. So, mm-hmm. Did you say Nordinary? Oh yeah, no, like, yeah, uh, yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> it is. I just came because uh, we, we were doing the Nuzlocke. And uh, he was like, yeah, we'll call it the Luminority Soul Link Nuzlocke, whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll do that. But then I was sitting there, I was like, what if it was Nordinary? And this was, like, after we've been doing this for a few weeks, like, oh my gosh, it's another Nordinary night. <laughs> Holy shit. I love it. And then I was like, Cajun, Cajun, Cajun. Cajun beating down his door. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bruh, Nordinary. So the, it's just a Nordinary week with uh, Nordinary events. Uh, mm-hmm. FBI, <laughs> open up. <laughs> So. I mean, you just say beating down the door. I did. I don't know if my mic picked up me beating on my desk, but yeah. No, it did. It's been a while since you did the door, and I had to, I actually did look back at the door again. I was like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's doing her thing. Pretty much. Anyway, we're just filling time till the end of the show, which should probably be about now. Um, uh, I don't have anything else to add. Episode 48 is going to be next week. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and uh, like. Things on fire. 10% of everything goes to the Trevor Project, which, uh, an update on that. Uh, the Rustness donated five bucks yesterday, so Woo! cheers to him. Woo! Hell yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, so we got 105 going in. Um, I have a feeling, and like I said, um, I'm probably just going to take all the money out of uh, that's been paid over Twitch. I know I said 10%, but it doesn't seem fair. It's like, here. So I'm just going to take everything out. So I think as soon as December 1st hits, I'm going to go ahead and hit the uh, consume button for the treasure for the Trevor Project in Twitch, which will be $105 minus whatever they take out, and I'll donate whatever is inside of our uh, our, our account to. Uh, yeah. So that's like that's a total awesome. of like 300 bucks. That is awesome, dude. So just an update on that. That's that's all I got. Uh, anything else? Anybody have anything else to say? I'm hungry. Need food. Okay. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Cool. 
<laughs> I, I I don't work Sundays, thankfully. I wasn't supposed to work this Sunday. <laughs> Pre-Monday. But can't control when... when Gross. We... Don't ever use that term again. <laughs> well, uh, we, we could call Monday post-Sunday, I guess. That's more no. acceptable. No. Post-weekend. <laughs> I can't wait till I have enough vacation time so I can take every Monday off for a year. Oh, that'd be nice. That sounds fantastic. I used to do that. I used to alternate um, my work week where I would only work four days a week, but um, every other week I would have four days off. So I would take Monday off, work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, off Saturday, Sunday, then work uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, take Friday, and then it just starts to cycle over again. So every other week I was getting a four-day weekend. Nice. Yeah. Also sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for you, Nordic, you're in the medical profession. Yeah, I don't have a choice. Like, like in this situation, like boss is on vacation, this girl's going to the hospital for her baby uh, two weeks early. The other girl hasn't come back from her leave, so I'm literally the only guy here. Like, hey, guess what, Nord? We need help. Like, okay, I guess I'm going in. <laughs> I mean, I'll take the overtime and incentive pay, but it's like. Uh, I drank so much tonight. It's not going to be good in the morning. Lol, <laughs> <laughs> get wrecked, nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink water before I go to bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. That's it, everyone. All right. We'll see you next week. Uh, is there going to be a, a post show? You guys have time for that, or we want to call it good? Um, I think just call it because uh, I'm sleepy. I've been in training all weekend, uh, learning how to be a you know better human being. Okay. And uh, we know it's hard for the barcode to do that. So he's doing his best. Um, um, no, the, the one problem I have is when it comes to direct intervention, like bystander intervention. So when you see like harassment or racism or sexism or something, there's different ways of dealing with it. And I always default to the direct approach of that's not fucking acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they, there, there is one problem with that, and it really depends on the person that is being attacked. If they have a strong voice for themselves, me doing that takes that away from them, and I don't want to be doing that, so I have to really know the person I'm going to you know, jump in for, and then if they're... And I know some people who have a hard time standing up for themselves, and those people, they absolutely appreciate it If like when I have jumped on people, and I will always, always fucking do that. Because fuck idiots with a hammer sideways. Yep. Nice. I was cool. going to use a whole bunch of other terms, but I have decided to censor myself and be polite. Is it you, you want a uh, double blunt head or double uh, claw hook? Um, well, I was also thinking maybe uh, floor joist ah. sideways. I would say a jackhammer. That would work as well, yeah. Indeed. Okay. Other than that, goodbye, chat. I'm going to stop the recording now. And where is my... Oh, I lost it. Oh, okay. All right.